J101.9 FM, an initiative of Take and Peace Desk with support by Bread for the World. Morning to you out there in the city of Jaws. Um, it's the eighth day of uh, September 2021. I mean, Jaws is alive this morning. Jaws is calm. Jaws is cool. Jaws is clear. And the social nature of Jaws is just buzzing this morning. I mean, the, the sun is out there shining. People are there back to their lives. And everything seems to be picking up gradually. You know what? We thank God for life. And um, we, uh, we, we, we really thank God for the peace in Jaws that we that is gradually coming back and the program remains building bridges a program brought to you by taken peace desk with support from bread for the world my name is joseph ojadeji i'll be your lead advocate for the next 45 minutes and just as we do on this program we seek to build bonds of love between people ethnicities groups as well as uh, communities um we do that across divides we do we you know um whether you're a christian you're a muslim or whatever your uh, definition is we seek to work with you to achieve peace because we believe that uh, peace is the bedrock of a lasting development and that's what we shall be doing on today's edition of Building Bridges once again. On this edition we shall be taking a look at a very topical issue here in Plateau State that has been on the front burner for quite a while. It's been um, a talk issue um, I mean, for quite a while on the Plateau. Uh, we shall be talking about um, Operation Rainbow. We shall be focusing on matters arising. I mean, what about Operation Rainbow? What are the current issues? What should we be talking about, about that particular security outfit? We shall be doing that on this edition of Building Bridges. The agitation and call for local security initiatives, um, both state and community police, I mean, to better protect lives and property within communities as better different security outfits across the country. Um, such uh, One of such is the Neighborhood Watch, as well as the Vigilante, you know, that's actually uh, uh, came up across different communities to ensure that those communities are better uh, protected, are better manned, and, 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 and those groups actually actually work together with um, security agencies to ensure that their communities are kept safe. Now, while this remains, um, Plateau State actually has one of uh, its own um, security outfit uh, back then, which is the, the Operation Rainbow. Now, the Operation Rainbow is a hybrid um, security outfit by the Plateau State government, the, the immediate past administration that was set up in uh, 2010. Um, now, the this uh, and this was actually uh, this actually this actually came on board to increase the peace building effort to help curb the uh, 
uh, uh, the uh, the excesses of security issues within communities. And this also came on board, you know, to ensure that this security outfit work together with uh, civil society organizations, non-governmental organizations to provide a holistic approach to peace building as it is across communities. Ensure that, okay, I mean, we actually open our eyes to look at those security issues within our communities, work with local structure within our communities to ensure that our communities are better protected and ensure that our communities are better and uh, are, are better kept safe and secure for us all so that we can go about our normal day-to-day business as it is. Now, Operation Rainbow with its neighborhood watch operatives was set to perform community policing duties in the various localities. Now, they were expected to provide accurate and timely information on the security situation in their wards to enable uh, proactive action by the government um, security um, agencies. Now, while the coming of the current administration was heralded with its uh, mantra of peace and restoration here on the plateau, the security outfit seemed to be a shadow of itself. That's Operation Rainbow as it is. Uh, while the security situation wasn't in the plateau. And you recall that we actually celebrated or commemorated the Plateau Peace Day yesterday, I mean, uh, marking uh, 20 years of uh, um, remembrance of the just 2001 crisis. And, ever, and after that, you know, we've had series of other crises here on the plateau. And we, we keep on asking ourselves, what have we learned from this, diff, this dastard act? You know, what have we learned to ensure that we work together? What have we learned as a people and what has our government learned to ensure that, yes, they better pro- provide security for us as part of the social contract we have with the government. Now, although the several community, although the, the, the present administration had, had, had actually engaged several community dialogue efforts between state and non-state actors, you know, they've actually come and say, hey, I mean, let's sit about, let's sit down, let's talk about this, let's talk about the issues in our communities. But have these been enough? And what are the other, uh, what are the other uh, components that can actually be engaged for lasting peace by the current administration? Well, thankfully, um, the, pla- the, the, the state government that created the plan to state peace building agency in the year 2000 in the year 2016 for further community engagement on building lasting peace within the state but how effective has the agency also been several callers on this uh, platform and commentators have actually called for the resuscitation and empowerment of operation rainbow to meet emerging security challenges in plateau state now while this remain um, recall that also um, different conversations have actually uh, touched on yes, let's bring back Operation Rainbow, I mean, how effective can that be in meeting, in meeting emerging security challenges across communities now while these remain what are the challenges facing the security outfit, that Operation Rainbow as it is, what are the hurdles and matters affecting the full operation of that particular security outfit, and how can the outfit be better reposition for effective protection of life and properties in Plateau State in collaboration with other state actors. And how effective and efficient can this be? Now, 
these and many more will form the basis of our discussion with two experts in the studio. Um, we have two uh, security experts as it, as it is, and you know uh, they are experts in their various field of fields of endeavor. We have uh, to discuss uh, this particular topic. We have with us Mr. Boniface Anthony. Mr. Boniface is the program manager, uh, emergency preparedness and response team of JDPC. Yeah, in just you're welcome, sir. Thank you. Good morning, listener. All right. Also, have joining us in the studio, Doctor Obadiah Samuel. You're welcome, sir. Thank you very much. Good morning, listeners. You're welcome. Well, we'll be doing justice to this particular topical issue with these two able guests today. As you may well be aware, on this program, we have a public um, interest corner, which we actually uh, carry out on the on regular editions to talk about um, social issues in our communities affecting us. And on today's edition of Public Interest Corner, we shall be taking a look at, a look at the transport system on the plateau. As you may well be aware, you know... Um, uh, the transport system on the plateau have its own peculiarity, have its own uniqueness as it is. Um, some have actually called to say, hey, we need an improved transport system on the plateau. Um, we need to ensure that, yes, our transport system are up and running, are up and doing. We need to ensure that, yes, uh, the different, uh, the different uh, vehicles or the different modes of transportation in plateau state are better repositioned to ensure that commuters have an effective and, and, and a convenient uh, means of transportation. I mean, as it is, we'll take a look at the buses we have on the road. How motorable are those buses? And, you know, um, how safe and secure are those buses? You know, a lot of atrocities goes on even within the buses as they are. Who gets to checkmate the, who gets to checkmate the activities of um, these buses? Also, we also have the taxis, you know. Um, the taxis also, how motorable are they, you know? And um, how effectively organized are they? You know, are they effectively organized in terms of their union to ensure that, yes, they meet emerging issues and demands of commuters or to ensure that commuters are better uh, protected, you know? And also, lastly, the Kekena Pep riders, you know, to ensure that, yes, I mean, um, Kekena Pep riders are better organized and structured for effective service delivery within just and just within the just and environs, you know? So we call on the Plateau State Government to ensure that, you know, effectively work together with the various unions and ensure that the transport system on the plateau, you know, meet the needs, aspirations of commuters as it is. That will be the size of our public interest corner. We'll take a short breather from our sponsors as we delve into the discussion. After, please stay with us. In an ever-changing world, there is a demand for a voice which echoes the thoughts and yearnings of the common man. That voice comes with truth. It's a voice of justice and ultimately the voice upholds peace. The Voice is Building Bridges, your radio advocacy platform aimed at building trust and fostering peaceful coexistence among communities, ethnicities, and groups. Building Bridges comes up every Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11.45 a.m. on J11.9 FM, an initiative of Take and Peace Desk with support by Bread for the World. Right. 
welcome back from that uh, short break as we took a message from our sponsors. The program remains Building Bridges, a program brought to you by Take and Peace Desk with support from Bread for the World. We have two able guests with us in the studio doing justice to the topic Operation Rainbow Matters Arising. Mr. Boniface, I mean, it's been 20 years of uh, remembrance of the 2001 just crisis. I mean, quickly, um, I mean, provide experiences for us from uh, the 20 years of um, remembrance we had yesterday. I mean, what, can you, what do you have to tell us about that? Well, may I begin by commiserating with all who lost their loved ones mm. as a result of this incessant and heartless uh, conflicts that have been recorded since 2001 to date. Mm. It is quite unfortunate. Plateau State was indeed a home to all. Mm. And as at 2000, we could hear people migrating from Kaduna, Kano, Bauchi to Jos because Jos was indeed uh, the home to all. However, with the unfortunate crisis of 2001, this cycle of peace was broken and it's indeed very sad mm. nobody is pleased with this development and we thought that by now with the formation of the special tax force aka operation safe heaven in place since 2001 we thought by now they should have been able to stem the re-emergence and occurrence of these attacks in communities but to no avail we commend their personnel for their efforts thus far, but we are still saying that the efforts are not as expected. Please. Well, we'll come back to that. I mean, Mr. Uh, sorry, Dr. Badaya, um, 20 years of remembrance, actually. Um, what do you have to tell us about that? Have we learned our lessons so far? And how effectively are we utilizing the lessons learned? Actually, I also joined um, my colleague here, um, Boniface, in commiserating with the people of Plateau State for the unfortunate situation we've um, experienced or come to find ourselves in over the years, uh, since 2001 till date. Um, like he rightly pointed out, a lot of effort have been made, you know, since then up to this time towards uh, securing communities, building peace, and um, but to a large extent, because of a lot of gaps, because of a lot of um, challenges here and there, mm. we've not been able to get there. Actually, at some point, uh, some successes have been recorded, and you recall that we have a long period of um, calm, at least within the just metropolis. Um, but this, as we all know, has been truncated with the experience of. Uh, I mean, the recent experience in Basa, and uh, which spilled over into the just metropolis itself. Now, uh, I want to say fundamentally that mm. somehow along the line, uh, we all went to sleep. Government thought it was getting it right. Okay. It uh, thought it all was okay, um, and it went to sleep. But then, let me also be quick to say that um, you see, peace building is a continuous process. You don't start it and stop along the, the way or along the line. You continue it, continue to consolidate it. Like we, you have mentioned in the background, the previous government initiated Operation Rainbow, put mm. it as 
to my i mean to to me uh, it's one of the most comprehensive community policing strategies that any government would have ever come up with oh. and somehow this government came into power and uh, forgot about i mean re- refused to key into it what? in fact if anything let me say mm. that the present government underdeveloped and uh, undercapacitates operation rainbow wow. Yeah, by not providing funding, adequate funding, okay. even those that had been recruited by the framework of uh, Operation Rainbow, you would have had at least um, uh, 300 uh, personnel, you know, if I'm not mistaken, 300 personnel, or no, let me not say 300, 10 personnel in each ward spread across the state of this, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Plateau State. Okay. But... When the government came in, there was no... I mean, it's like completely those guys were, you know, relieved of their duties. Well, I'll come back to that, but let me quickly go over to Mr. Boniface. I see he was actually nodding to a lot of issues raised. Mm. I mean, uh, Dr. Badayat actually said, you know, Operation Rainbow was one of the most comprehensive security outfit in recent times. Also, Absolutely. The outfit was actually established... And of course, that was after understudying the Operation Yaki, mm. which was then doing effectively well in Kaduna then. Okay. I'm using the word then because okay. Operation Yaki is no longer, mm. uh, it's in the shadows of itself. Now, it was actually established to give the governor the desired power and capacity he has to respond in the event of any disasters or emergencies. If you observe, the governor has little or no, nothing to say when it when conflicts occur. Mm. He cannot command the police. He cannot command the army. Mm. He can't command any other forces around because orders have to come from above. Okay. But with the development of Operation Rainbow, it was designed in a way and manner that it will give the governor the opportunity to respond promptly and, of course, to go a long way in saving lives. Now, the structure has this... Uh, Modality. Uh-huh. One, the governor is in charge okay. up there. Then you have the State Council of Security, I mean, State Security Council. State Security and Council. Then, of course, the chairman and the chief coordinator who coordinates other coordinators who come from the Nigerian Army, uh, Air Force, SSS, and all the other paramilitary. So it's like, it's like an hybrid outfit. It is. Okay. And it has everything, as uh, my brother here rightly mentioned, because aside from this conventional security men, there were also community vanguards who were trained and given the capacity, or had their capacities built. In every of the 325 words, expectedly, 12 persons are supposed to be coming from those places. And that was what, what actually happened. Mm. So if you times... 12 times 325, you have 3,900 personnel. Interesting. That are supposed to equip and continue to feed these authorities up there with information, conflict early warning signs at their own domains for prompt uh, response. response. And there are also two hubs that were supported by UNDP to be established hubs as in HUBS. One at Operation Rainbow and the other one within the confines of a civil society organization here on the plateau that has been there since the early 2000s, 
that's JDPC, mm. and we have also data analysts that were employed to receive this information, analyze them, and of course forward them for prompt response. Okay. And now the government also, on its own part, was able to support and equip this particular uh, outfit with all that it desires. There were APCs that is uh, Amot personnel carriers. Today, I don't know what happened to them because we no longer see them on the street. There were vehicles that were purchased, 10 HELOCs per every local government. Today, they are being used to either convey firewood or farm products, uh, produce for government officials at that local level. Interesting. Some have been vandalized and they were equipped with gadgets. Mm. The government also went a step further by procuring other gadgets that have to do with the security of lives and property. For instance, CCTV were procured mm. and they were to be manned in different locations, strategic locations in the state. At the domestic home, as a father or the head of the household, you also have the opportunity to go to Orembo, purchase this device. Whenever there is threat to your life, all you need to do is just press that button. So, I and mean, there will be a prompt response. I'm coming. Okay. Vehicles. Mm. You don't need to buy a vehicle of 20, 30 million naira without security. Mm. When you go to maybe the conventional electrician on the street, he mounts your security and you could be somebody who could compromise that. Mm. Rainbow has that particular facility that could be mounted to a vehicle and the vehicle can be tracked. I am speaking based on experience because I was there from the very, very beginning. Interesting. And we tracked a vehicle from Nigeria here to some parts of Niger with this device. And what was expected of it? At the end of the year, that's part of the things that will help in sustaining mm. and keeping Rainbow going. When you go to renew your particulars, for instance, if you, are, you, bought, you, you buy that uh, tra tracking device, you renew that with the fee. As a householder, you go to pay for any of the services at the inland revenue, you pay fee there. And of course, by, ex by extension, it goes back to Rainbow to continue sustaining Rainbow. All of these things went down the drain. Hmm. If you have an outfit such as this, if I were to be a governor of this state, I would never play with this. Because with this, we would have been able to stem the affairs of the activities of kidnappers, these bandits, these so-called unknown gunmen mm. that are operating and going scot-free. Today, after the unfortunate event of August 14th along Rukuba Road, today people are being slain. Mm. And these students, unfortunately, have to do with students who come in to just study. These innocent persons are passerbys who are just maybe tra trans trans you know, tra transporting themselves across plateau. Mm. And they are sometimes, if you enter the wrong location, you are caught into it. Well, let's drive the conversation further. I mean, Dr. Uh, Obadiah, you are an expert in uh, peace building. Um, in this part in peace building and uh, thankfully the state government had actually set up plateau state peace building agency in 2016 mm. and uh, one will actually say okay i mean there is no one particular approach to peace building mm. but i mean um, and then you actually mentioned earlier on which uh, mr boniface actually also buttressed that um, operation rainbow was one of the most comprehensive security outfit mm. 
in recent times. Mm -hmm. And all this, as in the words of uh, Mr. Boniface, I mean, all this has been washed down the drain. Mm -hmm. With the performance of uh, Plateau State Peace Building Agency and the recurrence of crisis in Plateau State, mm -hmm. where is the gap? And what do we need to close up that gap? You see, honestly speaking, I give it to the government mm -hmm. for establishing an agency of that nature towards building peace. Uh, let's give it to them, 100%. Mm -hmm. But let me be quick to mention that you see, you must be strategic when it comes to peace building. Mm. You must be strategic. What do you want to achieve? How do you go about achieving it? Um, I see, I've always argued, with due respect to uh, the eggheads piloting the affairs of uh, peace, Plato State Peace Building Agency, peace building agency is more of an advocate, uh, advocacy outfit okay. i mean by what i can see uh, happening there very little is being done in terms of strategic response to conflict situation prevention response you know and even uh, uh, subsequently now why do i say this mm -hmm. you see the gap fundamental gap is that like boniface rightly mentioned if operation rainbow had been sustained and you know, perhaps the two, uh, Plateau State Peace Agency and uh, Operation Rainbow, put together mm. and well coordinated, I think it would have been a better thing. Sure. Now, the gap is that whereas Plateau State, I mean, uh, Operation Rainbow was targeted at early warning and early response, when the government, like I said, came in, it abandoned the structure. There was little or no attention given to the structure. And so what would have helped in preventing any uh, outbreak or re-escalation of uh, violence had now been uh, swept aside. And so we continue to have reoccurrence. So what you're supposed to have done to prevent something, you refuse to do it or you simply abandon it. I don't know what's, what kind of mindset was that. And then you prefer to be going on reactive uh, measures. It is only when something had been, uh, the, the damage had been done that you now take action to react to it. You know, that is not strategic at all. Well, talking about being strategic, I mean, some people will argue and say... And then even in, the, in case of funding, when you're yes. talking about Plateau State Peace Building, is it actually being funded? Mm. Is it really being funded? Mm. No, let the governor answer this question. Is he really funding? What what amount of funds is he channeling into uh, Plateau State Peace Building Agency? Well, you may you made mention of the fact earlier on that uh, you know there are different approaches. I mean, the holistic approaches to peace building. Yes. And some people will see. You know, we've seen the upcoming of neighborhood watch mm -hmm. vigilantes, mm -hmm. uh, vigilante groups. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, across communities. You know, mm -hmm. how effective have they been? And then would you see, by by the the outfit of or the the operational framework of Operation Rainbow, mm. I can understand all these other outfits. We are going to be coordinated by Operation Rainbow. Now you remember that Neighborhood Watch came up as a result of the the incapacity of the Nigerian police to effectively well. provide Very law well. and order Very well. in in communities. Now that again, it has become a national thing now, and it's all. Uh, towards or in extension of this conversation towards um you know towards state policing mm. and uh, community policing you know so the vigilantes may be there the uh, neighborhood watch 
may, may be there. But Operation Rainbow, I can assure you, was the best outfit. Because you remember that some personnel were trained in Israel. Sure. You remember that. And I think that is quite fundamental, you know, in terms of actually uh, providing, you know, up-to-date or modern security for the people of Plateau. He has mentioned the issue of um, integrating ICT into the whole framework. You know, gone are the days that you say unknown, keep on saying unknown government, for goodness sake. These people can be, you can play surveillance and you can, you know, uh, even catch them red-handed in the act. So, to me, there is a fundamental gap. Well, I recently I learned that uh, the governor is keying into it. Perhaps he has woken up from his slumber. Uh, so uh, let's watch and see well, how it let's goes. Let's clear from uh, Mr. Boniface. Well, I mean, you echoed he did. So let's actually have uh, you know what's happening with Operation Rainbow. As yeah, be- before as I moment. talk Rainbow, let's also go holistic on the peace building approach. Mm. Um, what I feel is still missing, and that gap that need or that niche that need to be filled First. has to do with. Now, going from dialogue to diapraxis. Dialogue to diapraxis. Diapraxis was recently summarized by the owner of Ife. Mm. Simply put, let's walk the talk. For the governor, yes. After condemnation from... I, I, listen here, I give it to JFM. Your activities and your programs are indeed being followed by government. After the much talked about funds that we are given for the purchase of vehicles to the police, which the governor has no say or no control over, he suddenly made a U-turn, and he has also purchased some vehicles, new vehicles for Operation Rainbow, some motorcycles and other gadgets recently. So we are hoping and praying that with this at our disposal, and of course with the willpower and the desired funding, because they are still, they are still grossly underfunded, they what, wake up. So as it is from what you've said, you know, the the executors fit Operation Rainbow has, has received uh, some vehicles and motorcycles for operation, actually. Well, we'll be opening our phone lines now to hear from a listener. You can be part of the conversation by going to our Facebook page at Take and Peace Desk. We have the conversation there. You can join the conversation there. Our phone lines are 09055666. That's six in four places and nine nine. Or 09098848848. Those are our lines. You can reach us on. You can be part of the conversation. We're talking about Operation Rainbow matters arising. And, and, and part of what has been said is that Operation Rainbow was one of the most comprehensive security outfits in modern times. And what have we been doing with this security outfit? What are we achieving with it? Let's see what we have here. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. It's uh, Radio Mama. I don't know. Calling from right Hello, good morning. Yeah, it's a very nice topic. 2001, down the line, that since we went to the mother of Christ, good morning, can you hear me? Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Yes, Hello? You cannot hear me, but I can hear myself on the radio. Hello? I think we can hear you, Madam, Madam. Right on. Go on, ma, go on, we can hear you. Okay, I think we actually missed that call. Uh, we'd like if you can uh, call back Radio Mama. You can be part of the conversation. Our phone lines are up and running. 09055666990908848848. Let's see what we have here. Hello, good morning. Hello, it's Radio Mama. I called back. Thank you, you very up. much. Go on, Ma. Okay. Um, you see what is happening, you know. 
Let me tell you something. There can't be peace without justice. Mm. 2001, a child was, was born then, and then he was told he lost his father. And then that child today is about 20 years old or so. Mm. And then uh, that child finds himself displaced, as I speak to you now. Where will he find space to forgive? You know? So let's, let's stop playing and digest. That is the issue. Now let's come to Operation Rainbow. Mm. I remember very well. When Nojang had to form that operation, but when he discovered, discovered that he was losing grip of the security, he was not getting the attention he needed. The whole thing was politicized. Mm. So he now had to, as a strategic thinker, he now had to go for operation because he even advocated. He was the first person I heard, governor I heard, talk about state police. Then it was like crucify him. Mm. Today, are people not talking about the state, state police? How, how many years back? Very well. Then he had to now think very well and then think out of the box and <laughs> had Operation Rainbow. And luckily for him, Operation Rainbow is like a, it's like a state police. As mean, they are, they are proving that the state, they, don't, they do what they have to do with the constitution and it's allowed. Operation Rainbow can function like that and they, uh, they, they switch more people and build it up. Mm. So, but when, when the, the governor came in now, the governor came up from now now that this crisis happened again and then he tried to now look into it, it was politicized. People had different views that it was what, what not. I don't want to go into all that, no time. But you know what I'm talking about. That's what, what happened. But let me tell you something. If you are making a mistake, I keep on mm. telling everybody, anywhere I talk on radio, mm. and I, 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 I to be challenged by anybody. I keep on telling people, I still mind where I go to, even in just, you know, because I have never believed that there is peace. This, this peace is here because it is, uh, people are forced to compromise. You understand? Mm. One side is forced to compromise. That is why you hear of this relative peace in six years. It's not that there's no, it's cosmetic as far as I'm concerned. And then the, even the peace building, I, I sympathize with Lehman. I've, I've, I've talked with him on radio before. I've been able to get him one or one or one when he's talking on radio. You know, I sympathize with him. He has that, he has everything, but it's more of that. Okay. Nobody implements anything on the plastic. All the, the interview, whatever, what the commission, all, all those white papers, they are there. Nobody has recommended any of them. Because when they look at the, the recommendations, they see people that are their cronies or whatever, and they now they will see it under the carpet. That's why we are calling, like a, a recording decimal. Let them follow the one that template. Let them follow it. They know, everybody knows what is the problem on the plastic. The person that they have him about said, I challenge him. He knows what it is. He doesn't want to. I'm not, I'm not for participating, but I've been here for more than three minutes. I know what it is. You know? So since they don't want to address it the way it is, we'll, we'll be continue to have the crisis. I'm not saying I'm begging for one, but it will continue. Okay. You know? So I just pray they will do the right thing, you know, and, mm-hmm. and get this thing sorted out once and for all. God bless you. Let's not give up on Let's not give up on Nigeria. Amen. Thank you very much, Mama. That's a passionate one there from Radio Mama. When you call us, tell us your name and where you're calling from. Then you go straight to the point. Let's be solution driven and let's be forward thinking with our contribution. Our phone lines are still open 090 9966 in four places or 090 You can also be part of the conversation on our social media uh, platform on Facebook at Taken Peace Desk. We're talking about Operation Rainbow Matters Arising. Well, let's quickly go back to Mr. Boniface. Um, Let's look at the early warning, early response uh, component of Operation Rainbow as it is. I mean, as designed, how would it have been effective in addressing the security challenges? I think we'll have a call. Let's have this. Hello, good morning. Yeah, hello. Yes, we can hear you. Go ahead. Yeah, hello, good morning. Good morning. What's your name? Yeah, my name is Felix. Okay. 
Felix. Felix I'm from calling from Boucher. Felix from Boucher. Okay, Felix from Boucher. Please go ahead. We're glad you called. Yes, you see, Operation Rainbow. Mm. What seriously affected Operation Rainbow is political will. Okay. Now, there is a modern theory of leadership. Okay. We call it leadership by violence and intimidation. What? So when you come into such leadership, okay. every defense you have to defend you will be weakened. Okay. You understand me? I, I, so what Nigerians need, Nigerians need, it is only the masses and God that can stop what is happening in Nigeria okay. and what is happening in Plateau State. Okay. Because under the oppression of violence and intimidation leadership, they make sure that everything you have to defend yourself is wicked through government uh, 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 forces. Okay. That is what you see happening. That is why there are several attacks here, several attacks here, when some people are killed. Mm. Nobody talks. But when others are killed, they take action immediately. Helicopter will start flying over flashing states and everywhere. Interesting. So that is what is happening. Nigerians have to rise up against leadership by violence and intimidation. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much for calling, Mr. Felix. We're glad you called. Well, that uh, Mr. Felix from Osho with a passionate one. I mean, interestingly, he seems to, he seems to actually um, introduce a theory into the old thing. But I mean, on this program, we preach non-violence. We preach dialogue. And by extension, we preach dire practice, as uh, brought on today by Mr. Boniface. Let's see who we have here. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Radio Mama 2. Thank you very much, uh, Madam Queen. Radio Mama too from Abasua. We're glad you called. Please go ahead. Thank you. Uh, on the issue of this operation, Rainbow, yes, I don't know what reason that the governor has for not putting, for not making it effective when he came into power. Mm. The, the the past government saw the need of this operation, Rainbow, and it has been in in, in place. And it's part of this uh, security police that every state is, uh, is requesting for now. So I don't know the reason why they decide to abandon it. Okay. And we have been talking on this platform and other platforms okay. that members should be active. And on the other side, the reason why this uh, violence is uh, criminality is perpetrating is because some people, some citizens are placed on, on uh, higher than the others until when everybody sees that we are all equal and we are treating the same. We are being treated the same. That is why there will be peace. There cannot be peace when there is no justice, when there is no equity. People should know that we are all citizens of this country. Absolutely. And we should not be treated less than the others. Absolutely. So, like, on the issue of the security for the, for the, uh, for the students, I think the government will have the cacas that will be running from terminals to, to the university, from Perindada to the university, and from other side, uh, uh, and one, but I think they should have uh, a registered uh, cacas be running those routes so that in case of anything, just like what they do in airports here, I think it's going to help a lot because this plateau state is very, very careless when it comes to uh, 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 mobility. Especially when you go everywhere, every part of this plateau state, you see it's packed. You can enter bus 
for many ways in the bottle. They don't have a, they don't have a deep color. You see private, all this, even this, can you run up your thoughts? There was finality in this taxi drivers, even before the secret came in. Thank you very much. God bless you. We're glad you could call. Well, that's a passionate one there from Madam Queen. Also, let's have this uh, call to what we have. Hello, good morning. Good morning, my brother. Good morning. Uh, this is Jusa for E.T. Joshua. We're glad you called. Please go ahead. My brother, the issue of uh, killing, killing, killing on plateau, honestly speaking, is a very, very worrisome issue. Mm. And we have to tackle it in every angle to make sure that uh, all this uh, issue of killing is far from plateau. Because when it's better for you to be alive uh, and uh, be hungry than be, be uh, uh, maybe you feel full with your stomach and die. So we have to tackle it seriously. And the government of the day has a very, very big part to play on it. Okay, Mr. Uh, Jim, what do you individuals have to tell us about Operation Rainbow? My own position this morning is that mm. every area that, that we found out that, that someone was killed, make sure that that area we are seriously sanitized. Make sure that those people that are, are perpetrators of that evil act be brought to book. All right. Because truly book, not the one that the government of the day is telling us, because we see, we know that these books are already see and no one has been punished. So that's where right. we will get it right on plot. God bless you, my brother. Amen. Thank you very much, and God bless Nigeria. Thanks for calling. We're glad you could call. All right. I mean, that's much we can take from our phone lines. Let's go back to our guest as we have your responses to the issues raised by our callers. Mr. Boniface. I must say that all our callers have spoken about uh, the problems that are facing us and that um, the summary of it all has to do with us putting the right mechanisms in place. As you asked before the callers were allowed to call in, what about the early warning mechanisms that were put in place by Operation Rainbow at the very, very beginning? They were sound and robust. Mm. And as at that time, when reports were being given early enough, the response were prompt. And of course, everybody that volunteers and information, his or her own personality was well covered. There's nobody that has ever been exposed. I give you side many, many instances. There was a time, once upon a time, we were supposed to actually wake up and of course be engulfed with crisis in jaws. Supposed to begin from one location of the town and then, of course, ending at the Equa Good News Church. And that report came as early as 2 a.m. and it was reported by morning. I don't know whether Plateau citizens are still familiar with that. From Bank Street down to Terminus, mm. soldiers, police, and other military personnel were stationed strategically and nothing happened. There were other warnings that came of the intention when we started witnessing bombings in Jos to bomb the bridge from British America down to Etobaba Axis, I'm sure people must have not forgotten too soon. This was reported also, and people were stationed in these strategic locations and nothing indeed happened. So it is not just that people are not volunteering information, but 
the fact has to still do with willpower. Willpower. Okay. And then, of course, walking the talk. Okay. You just don't go out there to tell the world. The governor was, at a point in time, bragging when he was meeting with the North Central governors in Lafayette. I established and, of course, made Operation Rainbow walking. And now I have a device in my hand. Now, I, I, though I'm not in Plateau State, I still know, I mean, I still get report of whatever is happening in Plateau State. It's beyond that. Interesting. Let's walk the talk. Okay. Let's listen. When you say you impose coffee and people are still being killed in those strategic locations, in those locations, something is wrong. Mm. I think we should go beyond just sending security to go and evacuate the dead bodies and whatever, arrest people, make people to pay. If need be, don't punish the perpetrator with the victim. Mm. Some of us are just victims. You just don't co continue tying some of us down one coffee after the other without any result. Interesting. Let's quickly have your last word, uh, Dr. Badaya. I think he has said it all. I'm wondering what to add on it. Uh, but like one of the callers rightly mentioned, the issue of willpower, the political will to implement, it's not that we are bereft of ideas, for goodness sake. All the recommendations are there. The framework is there. Simply take an action. Stop playing politics with people's lives. Don't, because you want to serve some uh, political godfathers up there, you will not take action to secure life and property in your state, please. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We could gl we're glad you could make it today on this edition. Uh, Dr. Badaya Samo, we're glad you could come. Thank you very much. Uh, Mr. Boniface Anthony, thank you for uh, making a, a, for making all to the program, despite the short invitation. Thank you very much. We're glad you could make it. Well, listener, we were glad you listened. We also thank our callers, um, Radio Mama, as well as Madam Queen Jude Sachs, as well as Felix. We're glad you could call. Thank you very much. Uh, the conversation goes on on our social media platform on our Facebook page at Taken Peace Desk. We call on the Plateau State Government ensure the resuscitation and full empowerment of Operation Rainbow. As our guests have actually rightly said, it is one of the most comprehensive security outfit in modern times. Let's take advantage of this. Let's leverage on that to protect lives and properties. We're glad to you. We're glad uh, this is the size of our, uh, of our edition for today. My name remains uh, Joseph Ojadeji, and let's do this again by God's grace. Blessed are the peacemakers. Thank you very much. In an ever-changing world, there is a demand for a voice which echoes the thoughts and yearnings of the common man. That voice comes with truth. It's a voice of justice and ultimately the voice upholds peace. The Voice is Building Bridges, your radio advocacy platform aimed at building trust and fostering peaceful coexistence among communities, ethnicities, and groups. Building Bridges comes up every Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11.45 a.m. on J11.9 FM, an initiative of Take and Peace Desk with support by Bread for the World.